You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. In every episode, we're bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And this week, we're going to be talking about intentionality and focus, what you set your intention on, what you set your focus on, and where this comes out of just this last week. I just got back from a mastermind, which I have not been to a mastermind. I have not been to an event like this, an intimate event where you're brainstorming with folks and coming up with ideas and trying to build your business and get better with a small group of folks in a long, long time. And so number one, it was good to actually get back into that environment. And number two, I just have a lot of things that came out of that. And one of those things was intention and focus. And so that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk about that I think is going to be very useful, especially going into the next year. And uh, yeah, just working on those things. Yeah. So I saw you down there and had some FOMO. I mean, I was like, I felt like I was missing out because there was some people that I uh, know and love down there together. And I think it's so cool uh, that you have connected with Mike Fritz in that like two different parts of my world have come together and uh, without me. And uh, that's neat to watch. He's a he's a good guy. You're a good guy. And so to see you guys start doing some work together is pretty awesome. Really fun, man. Yeah. And then uh, actually, that's where this whole thoughts and ideas came up for me as well, too. But we're always talking about relationships and how those things come together. And so all of our worlds kind of connect in with that, you know, we're connected with Kevin Ward and Mike and Kevin are really good friends. And then, you know, Mike, and then Mike introduced me to a couple of folks that are in his network that uh, I'm excited because I got two commitments to be on the podcast as well. And we're going to bring those individuals on the podcast and they're going to bring some fire. And so when you say that being connected and just how all those things happen is, you know, I think is the cool thing about just number one, being human is just the relational aspect of it, how we can get better getting to know people and then, you know, raise our standards basically uh, with the folks that we know. So that's like a really good, really good concept to uh, that you bring up there. I think that's a whole nother topic. uh, The idea of relationships, you know, I know we're not talking about that today, but you could definitely have a good long conversation about relationships and putting yourself in the right position to have, the right conversations for the right things to come up. And uh, so I definitely think that's going to go on the short list. Uh, we'll get a conversation going on that. Yeah. So let's, let's curve, turn it here to intentionality yep. and focus. Right. So off of the, this mastermind that I was at, I got back and really the mastermind was about investing in multifamily properties, but the people that you are with is what really makes these events what they are. And so, you know, we talked a lot about real estate. We talked a lot about raising, you know, private capital and funding deals and doing all that. But I was more impressed with these two individuals, which number one, the guy's name is Dan Barrero. 
and Chris Haskins, and then also Mike as well. This was my first event with Mike. So, you know, I've obviously been on coaching calls with him. He's been on the podcast here, but I've never been, you know, in person with him and actually got to speak with him in between sessions and, and all that stuff. And, and what came out of that, the, where this one idea came out of is uh, one of the guys there, Dan, we had a session on taxes and um, you know, everybody talks about taxes and everybody's eyes roll when you start to talk about taxes, but this guy is very intentional about taxes. He knows everything about taxes you know, and really my first thought of whenever we talk about taxes is me is trying to figure out, okay, who's my bookkeeper and who's my CPA? Like, where do I find a good one? And what came out of the conversation that, because that was one of the questions that I actually asked him, I'm like, how do you find a good bookkeeper? And, uh, he was like, you know what? I know everything about taxes. He, he actually went out and took two continuing education courses that CPAs actually have to take for their continuing education. And he did the courses. So he's like, I know about the taxes. And I asked my accountant and my uh, CPA, basically he's brainstorming with them about how he can save money, you know, for him and his businesses and his family. And so that's where I got this idea of intentionality. Cause I was actually looking for the individual to help me with my taxes, but you know, he's the one who's actually driving that train, you know? Yeah. So he, yeah, that sounds like a good one to uh, have bumped into there. Cause uh, not only is he doing kind of what you want to do, but then he just totally amped it up in, you know what, I can't find the person I need. So I'm just going to go figure it out. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so when he said he got that education, that was kind of a perspective shift for me because I've been through a couple of CPAs and, you know, I'm just like, man, I can't find the right person. And when I, I think it's just a matter of the industry, right? Like, you know, they're bookkeepers and CPAs and that whole, I'm just going to kind of lump them all in together, but they're always like uh, dealing with the history and the past. And so you're trying to use the past to, you know, make decisions for the future and your records got to be all clean and all that. And so even when I ask other business folks in my town, like, who do you use? Who do you, who do you talk to? Like, who's good? you know, I think it's, it's almost like that thought of people with realtors, you know, sometimes it's like, man, I just need the realtor to get out of the way so we can get this deal done. And so, you know, I kind of feel that same sentiment with like taxes and all that, but you have to, you, you have to take the responsibility and put it on yourself. At least that's what I saw in him that had a mindset, mindset shift in myself. So what, when are you taking some tax courses, huh? <laughs> well, that was, that was the yeah. next, so that was yeah. obviously the next question, right? So then, so then, uh, this guy's from New York, so I'm, I'm excited to have him on the, on the, uh, he has that New York energy. He's got that New York energy. So, uh, we is had John the, Mike. Is this the guy you did the Facebook, uh, you went live with in the van? Yes. Yeah. yeah so Instagram you can go check out live. Jacoby's. If you want to see this guy, go check out Jacoby's Facebook from, his event down on in Houston. Instagram. Oh, on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, it's an Instagram. And uh, he did a he did a live with who he's talking about. And yeah, he did have some energy. Yeah, he's got some energy, and he's from New York, right? So I'm like, yeah. okay, so when do I, you know, when do I? So now I got to go take these courses. Are you saying we should go take these courses? And he's like, he's basically like, man. One of the other comments was like, man, if you have not YouTubed your problem, 
and you know multiple times if you haven't youtubed it and watched a video of it then uh you need to do that first before you do anything else and so he was like you know when i'm in my shower or whatever he's like i'm listening to youtube to uh mark i think it's mark kohler mark kohler just all he does is like tax stuff and all that and so he's like i'm just listening to mark kohler on youtube and so i'm like oh i need to stop watching a few jujitsu videos on youtube and uh you know watch these tax taxes or whatever else it is yep and so that's where the intentionality part came for me you know it's like what what is your intention what is your direction when you get on youtube are you you know when you've got some off time are you looking at tax information how to save on your taxes or are you watching you know jujitsu videos and you know i don't know america's funniest home videos star wars if you're my son and so that's where I say the intentionality and focus comes in. Yeah, being focused on that, not uh, you putting your focus on the jiu-jitsu and the videos and not on fixing your problem. And I don't know if that's a generational thing. I, I'm sure it is. And, and building that habit of going to YouTube, because uh, there's everything on YouTube. We just booked a resort down in Florida and... I wanted to see it and I'm like on their website and it's obviously, you know, the marketing. I'm like, wait a second, YouTube. So I YouTubed it and there's like 75 reviews right there of this resort of people just shooting the video down there. And I learned in a half hour, I learned more about the resort than I ever would have learned anywhere else. That's uh, exactly right. But so that's funny that you said the shower, cause that's two episodes in a row. The shower gaining knowledge in the shower has come up. Cause you talked about, listening to something in the shower or a good idea came to you when you were in the shower um, on that last episode we just recorded. So the shower is the place yeah. to move things forward. Unfortunately, you can't have a notebook in the shower, but yeah. you know, you gotta have, you need to have something at least yeah. there. you can, once you step out, you can write down your thoughts, you know? Yeah. But yeah, YouTube is the number two search engine, I think on the planet now behind Google, Yeah. Google, then YouTube. Oh, which is owned by Google. Which is, yeah. So basically Google is <laughs> yeah. the number one search engine yeah. for everything. That's exactly what I do every time. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm uh, going to a hotel and I want to know what their rooms look like, you know, you just Google the hotel and then you can Google the suite, executive suite, whatever else. Mm -hmm. And somebody, like you said, has done a walkthrough and they're going to tell you exactly everything that's in there. So then when I go to that hotel, I'm like, oh yeah, this looks exactly like the, um, the, the thing I watched on YouTube. So it's really good. Very nice. So intentionality and focus. And so uh, you kind of picked up being focused on the problem and that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And I think that's where your energy goes, right? So Tony Robbins says where focus, focus goes, energy flows basically. And so that, that's kind of my point is, are you a player or are you a spectator too? You know, it's kind of goes into that mindset as well. So Dan, which is where I drew, man, a lot of inspiration from is he's, he's not spectating. He's, he's, he's a player in the space that he's in and that's why he's successful. You know, he's looking at figuring out ways that he can help people and do his job. And that's who he is. Right. And so that's where his intention and all of his focus is. I didn't think about this before we were talking, but you just, you talked about like, he is, you know, he's focused on being successful and also being, you know, helping people out. And I don't, it's hard for me to make a, 
Like I don't see it other ways. Cause I think the people that we have worked really hard to put ourselves around, that is a common thread. The people that uh, you and I are drawn to hanging out with and spending time with and learning from that is their, that's their mantra. They um, they're successful, but they also are just so on board with helping people out. I mean, I think about the people that we have like Lars, Stacy Peterson, Andy Mulholland, Mike Fritz, you know, and the list can go on and on of who we've worked hard over the last, you know, three or four years to put in our circle. That is the common thread. And it really stood out to me last night. We had my uh, Keegan, my middle child, he is, uh, he turned 22 this week and we had his birthday dinner at grandma's house last night. And we're having this conversation and he's 22 and, you know, so he's got some thought, you know, he's kind of becoming that independent. He's got some thoughts, but the one thing I see in him is I think, he sees that people with wealth or extreme wealth had to get there by really stepping on people to get there and really knocking people down and people suffered so that person could have his, you know, his or her success. And so we were just kind of breaking that conversation down a little bit last night. And I go, not at all. My list of billionaires is pretty small as far as who I know, but I know lots of you know, multimillionaires and, you know, a good amount of people that I would call financially free. And they are some of the best humans that I know. That's good. And that all goes into focus, right? What are you focusing? What are you focusing on? And then, you know, if you, if you're around in those circles, that, that is what you focus on. And I don't know when my mentality changed on that. It definitely changed after I got out of the military and started getting around people who run businesses and, and do that. But that is exactly right. Which it even like makes me even more excited to be successful. And, you know, we oftentimes we gauge everything by how much money we make. Like that's just the easiest way to quantify it, but it makes you more excited to actually you know, make to make, make money, you know, is that man, every person that I'm around and every person that I'm with, they're just great individuals. Like you would not want to like, they're just people you, you just want to be around, you know? And so every time we go to these events, I'm like, just, man, I'm just, it's almost like a breath of fresh air. I'm just like, man, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And these are the people, I guess it goes down to like being in business with the right people. Right this is why I want to be in business with these, with these individuals is just cause it, it just feels so good. You know? Well, before I started putting myself in, you know, in and around them and being like in business with them, cause I'm in business with them, but I'm not like, you know, we're not meeting every day in the office. And, but I feel, I don't have that sense of loneliness in business that I had, you know, four or five years ago. Because up until I started really trying to surround myself with people that are geographically not close to me, I felt like I was alone in business, you know, because I felt my mindset was different than a lot of the realtors I was around. Uh, There wasn't people in my brokerage that thought or spoke like I did. And it was just a different, it was just a different mindset and mentality. And, uh, there was so many days like in real estate. And I know so many realtors feel this way that you just feel alone. Like you feel like you're doing it all by yourself. Yeah. And you've got a good gauge of that because you've got, you've got, obviously you've got more years on this planet than I do, but you also have like, um, 
uh, experience in another career field too. You know what I mean? So when you were in heating, cooling or whatever, I thought that's actually where you were going to go with this, this, uh, when you were talking about it, but you know, I bet it feels lonely there too, you know, trying to figure that business out and then not having, cause I'm sure you didn't have any mentors during that time. I didn't have did any you? coaching back then. I was 100% on my own for that. And so what was your I've focus? I worked really focus hard to block those difference? years out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> cause those were well, painful. Let's go uh, back there. What was your right. focus then? And like, what, yeah. How has it changed? You know? So back then when I started like in heating and cooling, I thought I bought into this idea that if you worked hard, you would succeed. And so I was putting in 100, 120 hour weeks and it was with the mindset that, oh, it's eventually going to work out. And that's kind of where I got my education on hard work is not the only ingredient for the soup because we worked hard, but we, it, it crumbled which is kind of wild, right? Which is kind of the work we're going through right now. And uh, one of our coaches, he said, you know, actually sometimes the answer is not actually working harder. It's actually working less and you can actually work less and get more done. Right. Which is kind yeah. of like, which is kind of like mind blowing. And, and I think that goes to the focus. Like, what are you, what are you focusing on and what do you always like, what do you always default back to? Like, why are you, you know, this focus thing is like, why are you just working hard? You know, is working hard, give you what you need because it brings you like some comfort in the fact that you are working hard and you, you know, can, can feel better, but you're not actually progressing. You know what I mean? And so, and, and I think that is solely, what are you focusing? What are you focusing on? Right. So I think there's a certain level of like optics to it you know, I'm working hard, you know, can't you see that? Or I feel better or at least it's the mentality of, you know, would you, are you, would you rather sit in a traffic jam for 20 minutes or go a different route, but you're moving and, but it's going to take you 30 minutes. You know, I know so many people that would rather just drive the 30 minutes because they feel like they're going somewhere. And it's the same if you're working hard, like you feel like you're moving, you feel like, all right, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the, I'm not just sitting back doing nothing. And so this should work out. That's a great analogy. Cause that, that's what I think. And so that's where I think just going back to focus, like you've got to know, man, we always come back to this. Don't we got to begin with the end in mind. And so that's why you always start there because you want it. That's what you want to focus on. So if I'm driving, let's say I'm going to a destination, I'm focused on getting there. And so just like you said, if you're stuck in traffic, let's say you're stuck in traffic and it's only going to take you 20 minutes to get to where you're going, as opposed to taking a different route. And you're like, well, at least we're moving, but it takes you 30 minutes to get there. Like you, you need to look at what, what are you focused on? Are you focused on the fact that you're not moving or are you focused on the fact that you're going to, you want to get to where you're going more quickly, you know? And so I think that's like the perfect, the perfect analogy for, for that whole thing. It's uh, I think it's one of those things where the more like mindset work I'm doing, like just my thoughts around money, my thoughts around time, my thoughts around relationships, there's patterns. There's only like a handful of things that I always come back to that kind of create most of the problems I have. And so that's the stuff we're working on. And I, I uh, you know, 
I'm not at a point where we like I can unpack it because I don't quite know, but it's almost like I'm starting to get some knowledge about myself that I think is is going to be really good knowledge to have to push myself to the next level and get, you know, get to a point where those patterns that continuously show up in my life where I can break some of those patterns. And I think that's where it comes down to like sometimes not working so much is sometimes the answer, right? I actually went to dinner or Carter and I, Carter went with me on this, on this trip. It was, it was absolutely awesome. So it was like the first trip we got to go on together, but we had dinner with one of my buddies from, uh, from uh, college that I played football with and he was living in Colorado. And then he was like, man, COVID hit. We quit going to the office. And then he's like, then when, you know, we started working again, everybody's like, oh, we, we don't need to be in the office anymore. And he's like, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to move to Texas. And it's like, we do, we do all these things. You know, if, if COVID would have never happened and we would have never stopped to like slow down and like figure out, okay, what are the most important things that we actually need to be doing? Because in some senses, that's actually what COVID did for a lot of us. Is it like, I have multiple friends who have moved to the places where they've always wanted to move to. And they're like, we don't actually have to be here. <laughs> you know. But, but if you, but if you're continually like doing things, you're like, I've got to be here. I've got to stay in this spot. And it's like, no, I don't. It's almost like that thing where you complain about something. And then it's somebody like just says something like, you know, or somebody's like the example that comes to mind is like when somebody like complains about their pay and then somebody's like, well, you could just go work some somewhere else. Yeah. You're like, well, that's easy for you to say. I can't work, go work somewhere else. You know, it's like, well, actually, if I sit down, yeah, I can. <laughs> well, I thought the analogy you were going to give was when I send you pictures of 10 inches of snow in my driveway and, uh, you're like, well, when are you coming to Texas? You know, like, <laughs> uh, so just last week I, um, opened the garage and like, there's just like, eight or 10 inches of fresh snow on the driveway. So I sent Jacoby a picture of it and then I snow blowed and then I sent him another picture of it. And his thing was like, did you do that? <laughs> so, and then it was like, when are you coming to Texas? And that's a, uh, you know, that's a, that's, you know, that's one of those mindset things where like, if you are intentional about wanting to leave a situation and you focus on that, you're going to make it happen. But I think the key is there is like, not even if you move or not, but actually in your mind going, you know what, you're right, I could move if I want to. And now it's like a decision for you where it's like, yeah, okay, if we want to move, like we'd move, but I just want to stay, you know, rather than it being like, oh, I can't move, like I could never move from here, which is, you know, used to be my default back in the day. It's like, I'd be like, oh no, I could never do that. But the real answer is, it's like, actually I can do that. I've just made a decision not to, cause I don't want to, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's changed that conversation of moving and it's changed in our household. Um, and I think COVID had a big part to do with that, you know? And so we've, you know, before it was all, oh, we're, you know, we're never moving cause of family or we're never moving cause of this or, and now there's this conversation and we're where we want to be right now, but that doesn't mean that that's not going to change or that we're open to changing it. And so, you know, the mindset we have is, you know, we get to make that choice. It doesn't get to make it, you know, that choice isn't made for us. 
That's exactly right. And that's what I think is the key is like, are you, is life coming to you? Or are you taking, taking it to life? What are your intentions, you know? And honestly, either way is not good or bad, but uh, I'd honestly rather be taking it to life rather than life happening to me. It's kind of my preferred route. Well, I lived for 44 years letting life bring it to me. And um, there were some pretty rough years in that, in those 44 years. Uh, So I am done letting life come to me. I am getting after life. And for sure. Everything I'm doing is trying to figure that out and try not slip back into those patterns, you know, being intentional and staying focused on what's in front, not what just comes to me. Yeah. And changing those patterns is, is hard. Right. And so, you know, one of the things we're being encouraged to read this book again, what's it called with the, what's it called by the guy? I can't even remember his name now. Are you talking Uh, about turning pro turning pro? There you go. Thanks. I knew you were going to know what it was. We're yeah. We're being, we're being encouraged to, you know, I've read this book in the past and I know Jerry, you just recently read it. Uh, But he talks about resistance in there. And so I think that's, that's one of the things hard about whenever you're trying to do something, there's always going to be resistance. And I always thought of resistance as being a negative, right? But one thing that uh, was brought to my attention just recently is that resistance can also be like disguised as good things as well. Cause you know, I like to be, I like to be comfortable. And so you know, I never thought of comfort being resistance, you know? And so if we're always trying to move forward and we're always trying to get better, you know, we've got to find ways to break through that resistance and there's always going to be resistance, you know? Yeah. There's uh, there should always be resistance. If there's not resistance then you're probably not heading in the right direction. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Somebody, Oh, we were at camp. We're at high, we're at camp with the high schoolers this weekend and our speaker uh, Corey Rice quoted uh, the pastor for Elevation, Steve Furtick. Furtick, yep, and said, "If you're not looking like you're on a head-on collision with Satan, then you're probably heading in the same direction." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be wanting to evaluate some things for sure on that yep. on that quote. <laughs> yep. uh, that's really good. But I think the friction, you know, kind of go back. I think the friction is we've heard it countless times that, you know, you're not going to grow when you're comfortable. You know, when you're comfortable is not when you grow. If you look at all the times that you went through the most significant growth in your life, it was out of out of friction, out of tension, out of pain, out of, you know, you feeling like things were out of order. Yeah. And that's the. um I think that's just one of the laws of living in this world. You got to have, you got to have change, adaptation, whatever, in order to get better. I just, I always use the analogy of working out, you know, you're actually, you, you, you lift weights, you tear your muscles apart and then they repair. And uh, that repair process, depending on what part of your life it is, can be painful, but that is the part that is where, you know, you're getting stronger. Yep. And so, man, that's the, yeah. So looking back on it, we've, uh, you've talked about being intentional and being focused. Uh, so what, 
what are you bringing home? What are you bringing out of that? Like what changes are you making to get better in that area? Yeah, basically, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the, uh, the route we've, I've been on, you know, for, since the beginning of this year. So you've done some work on like figuring out what do I truly want? What do I want for my family? What do I want for business? And then what do I really want for myself? You know, what do I want, want for that? And then just being intentional at, and looking at every single action that I'm taking and is it moving me towards what I want to do? Because I think I sometimes lie to myself and, and say that I am doing those things when I'm, when I'm really not. And so I think that's kind of what the key is. I, it, it really shined a light when I heard those guys talking at the front of the room, because you aspire to be like the people that, that you're in the room with, right? Like that's why you, you buy a ticket. That's why you go to this mastermind to get some strategies and, and inspiration from these people. And that's, that's the thing that I saw is that they're not wasting time, which if I'm honest with myself, I'm just not vigilant. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm performing at a high level, but I can do, I can do more, you know, and that's really where I'm at is like, don't waste any time. And I already know that, you know, I already know that, but it's just, we have such a short time on this, on this earth. And so, you know, don't waste, don't waste your time doing silly things, you know? And so that's, that's really what I, what I came out with in, and I kept mentioning YouTube and watching jujitsu videos. So, you know, (laughs) That's one of the things it's like, I will, I'm probably not going to be watching as many jujitsu videos. I got to get my tax tax savings. That's your number one expense. Like you've got to figure out a way to legally and ethically, which is what we were talking about. And in order to do things legally and ethically, you have to be razor sharp on the laws. You have to be razor sharp on what's going on. And I literally have no clue about taxes except for what my Actually, once I, you know, we're doing our taxes right now. And so your CPA asks you a couple of questions like, did you have some medical expenses? Did you make any donations to charities? And it's like, yeah, those are the initial questions. But you, if you want to be the best, you got to dig deeper into that. And so that's, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's everything that's going on in my brain right now. Hey, give me an answer (laughs) and then some. Um, You made me think of that, that speaker again from, this weekend at, at our camp with our high school youth group, he had a tattoo on his hand, right, right by his thumb. It said B and it was like kind of weird lettering. So I asked him about it and he goes, that's actually in my daughter's handwriting. And he says, and what that's for, he goes, uh, cause I get, you know, he's like, I, you know, I get distracted and I'm not present at things. And so he goes, if I'm going to choose to grab my phone and scroll it, I got to look at that tattoo that reminds me to be present. And I've got two kids in the house that I should be present with. Should I be on my phone scrolling? And uh, so it's, and and that's, again, that's a focus issue, right? That's, I need to focus on the things that are important that bring the most uh, value. Now here's something that popped up. And when you, on your, when you were giving me that last answer is uh, not wasting time, but here's when you start to, when you, you know, when you start to produce at a higher level, some of the things you're doing aren't necessarily considered a waste of time, but are they the best use of time? You know, cause we only have so much time, right. And we have a lot of important things in, 
uh, in our lives, um, but you can't do them all. And so then it's being like really honing in on that, being intentional and focusing on, on what really matters on, on the things that, that, that need to be at the top of the list. And those change from time to time, like it changes from time to time. I mean, you just did your time study, right? And so, yep. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're always encouraged to do that is like you figure out like, man, I thought I was spending time in this area, but honestly, I'm spending more time over here when I shouldn't be doing that. And that time study is probably a good way to identify identify that was there anything that came out of that when you did that time study where you're like man i'm spending more time here and i thought i was being intentional here but i wasn't you know well yes yeah, really i mean because you know the one thing i was really worried about going into it is you know how much time am i wasting like on social media and and for the time study i probably tightened it up a little bit because i didn't you know like oh, i'm not going to do that because i'm i'm, re- <laughs> I'm you know, actually I'm re- tracking my I'm time reporting it. yeah <laughs> so i probably tightened it up a little bit but the one thing that was this, that like we're in the process right now, you know, in our home of trying to figure this out is for the things that we want to do and the, and what we are trying to build, I'm actually spending too much time like with Cooper's sports between basketball and baseball. And so like, we're trying to hone in and figure out what are the things that are really important for me to be at. And, you know, like, you know, to me going to his games, that's not negotiable, but am I the one that needs to take him to his hitting lesson every time? If Holly takes him to his hitting lesson, I don't get to watch it. And I really, you know, I enjoy that, but that leaves me another hour and a half during the day to be moving our life forward, attaining our goals. And so it, the one thing is that I probably spending too much time doing that sort of thing and not enough time building me and my, and working on me and on the business. A majority of my time is spending spent working in the business and then managing the way this particular time study broke it down. It was personal assistant kind of activities, you know, uh, picking up, driving, taking. And, and so we need to look at that now. Mine was pretty heavy because one of the weeks I was doing my time study, Holly had COVID. And so then I became the chauffeur, but that made me think, did I have to be the chauffeur every day? Because, you know, we know 40 people he goes to school with, right? Should I have coordinated just getting him a ride home that week instead of picking him up at three o'clock every day? Cause I would go and I would pick him up, drop him off at the house. And then I would go back to the office, but that, you know, that's 45 minutes, an hour, hour and 15 out of your, you know, what you're trying to do. So looking at it from that standpoint, well, I probably could have got him a ride every day. And that would have, you know, that would have, I mean, literally been seven extra hours that week. And it's also just good to even just be thinking through this, right? I don't know if everybody even thinks through that sort of thing. You know, I was in the same boat where I was taking uh, Carter and Braden to school because, Obviously, Andrea was here with Haley and Haley's taking a nap like she's that girl was sleeping like 20 out of 24 hours. And so she couldn't <laughs> take them. And so I was taking them and then she started taking them. And then there comes a point where it's like, man, I that time, though, that I'm driving them to school, we have some really good conversations. Right. Yep, so, correct. you know, if there is a time where I feel like I need to connect more with them, I might actually, you know, 
say, hey, let me take them to to school for the next couple of weeks, you know, or there's something we're going through and I need to actually talk to them where I can, because when they're in the house, you know, they've got every other thing going on, but when they're in the car, they're kind of captive, you know, I can talk to them about whatever. And so that's why I think uh, knowing what your values are too, what are you focused on and what are your values? And uh, that way you can integrate everything. That's what we talk about, right? It's not work-life balance. It's work-life integration. How do we integrate everything kind of into that? And so it's really, really good. Man, it sounds like you really took some good stuff out of that, out of that event. It's always good to, to get to those events and hang out with some people that are kind of trying to do life the same way you are in a way that allows you to unplug from your day-to-day and really spend time focusing on, you know, on the things that, you know, the areas you need some improvement. hundred percent. So what else, what else you got to finish this up? And I think we're good. Um, I really like this, you know, idea of being intentional, being focused. It really plays into a lot of the stuff uh, that I'm doing right now. And that's one of those things where it's a, it, it's much more of a journey than a destination. Cause I don't know that that's something uh, that you're just ever gonna you're ever gonna have on my uh, on one I think it's my Instagram reels right now like when I'm flipping through uh, Eric Thomas uh, former football player is popping in there and he's always talking about there the one that pops up a lot is that you know the lion loves the hunt uh, it's not about the kill but the lion loves to go out and hunt and so it's about the process and the journey as much as it is about the destination and enjoying both of those. Yeah, that's good. I'm not going to expand on that because that just got all the brain neurons going off in my (laughs) head with the lion and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, really good on intentionality and focus. And so I think the main thing here, I'm not going to review everything that we went over, but you can catch it in the show notes and all of that. But, uh, I think really the key point is where your focus go, where energy flows, your that's where your focus goes, you know. And so we got to have intentionality and that's how we do everything. Your intention is how you do everything. So we appreciate you guys being on this, uh, listening to us on this episode here. Uh, you can catch us anywhere you find, you know, your podcast, but uh, we'd love to connect with you on Facebook. We got our Facebook group. It's called success without sacrifice. And so we are hanging out in there. You can bring all your questions and inspirations and all that to the group. And so, uh, connect with us there. And then, uh, as always leave us a five-star rating and review. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.